Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans, by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. Kings lose tonight 127-124 to the Phoenix Suns. Davion Mitchell sets a new career high with 28 points. We see, uh, unfortunately, DeMontis Sabonis go down with a left knee injury. I think he needs to sit, Calvin. But hey, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to smash that like button down below. And if you would like to join the royal family with Calvin, Vinny, and I, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. That's right. I would love to hear what everybody has to say about Davion after today's game. You know, it seems like everything that I read on social media about him is he should start or he should be cut. There's no in-between. So I, I don't know how people are feeling about Davion right now. Uh, he had a great game, though. And Amazing. they almost got this one. Amazing this game. One. Against the best team uh, record-wise in the league. If you're listening via your favorite podcast platform, we would appreciate a five-star rating. And if you would like to be a part of the show, you can always join us live after every single Kings game here on YouTube. We'll be right back with your Sacramento Kings nightcap. We're here. We're not drinking beers today. We, uh, take a little break. we are recovering, but we are here talking about your Sacramento Kings. Deer and Fox misses another game due to the hand injury. As I mentioned uh, earlier, Sabonis does injure his knee in this game. It looked serious, um, but on a positive note, normally when you see these really bad knee injuries, they're non-contact injuries. This one, it looked like he bumped knees with somebody else. So maybe that's a good thing. And then we're going to dive in a little bit deeper into uh, who is the best player on this Kings roster. Because I know you guys want to keep talking about it. And Katie Christensen talked about it in overtime, Calvin. But uh, first thoughts on the game. Um, well, first of all, just to clear up a couple things here in the chat. How much money did we lose? Uh, it wasn't that much for me. I don't know about you. Enough to I keep mean, the lights on for a couple it, days. Enough to keep the lights on, yeah. I was up pretty big i was up like almost a thousand dollars probably at the roulette table and then and then it was gone um and that's vegas for you and then uh, mike michigan man i really enjoyed watching them in the tournament i i certainly hope they're going all the way 
Uh, but Villanova is a pretty damn good team, so I, I don't know. That's going to be a tough, tough matchup. Uh, now, as far as the game tonight, mm-hmm. I mean, the Kings, look, they they got, aside from Sabonis going out, which, you know, it, used, it did look serious, but then it didn't look serious because he came right back. It, he was limping, but at least he's running around out there. Hopefully it's not a, a significant injury. I don't really expect to see him for the rest of the season, whether it is we significant shouldn't. or not. Yeah. Um, the big question mark is if he is ready to play, I think the coaches probably have to leave it up to him because he's returning to Indiana. That's a big game for him. Um, it, but it, it certainly makes a lot of sense for him and Fox to not play another minute for the rest of the season. If you're Oh, if I'm in if charge you're of this in team. Front of, you're in the front yeah. office of this Yeah, team. if I'm in charge of this team, neither of those guys are playing yeah. the rest of the season. Uh, we just heard about Rashawn Holmes uh, being out for the rest of the season due to personal reasons. We're going to talk about that in the next section. And you just have all these young guys that need playing time. As I mentioned, Davion Mitchell broke or set a new career high with 28 points. I think it was yeah. 26 before that. I love to see him getting some run. Uh, and there's just so many guys on this team. You know, Damian Jones played amazing tonight uh, that just need to get some time on the court. Uh, Justin Holiday had an amazing game in the last game. Um, so, you know, it's time to sit the best players. It's time to set the tank. And it's time to figure out what you can get out of these young players. Yeah, th- this this individual game against the Suns went almost as well as it could have possibly gone for Sacramento, in my yeah. opinion, besides Sabonis going out hurt, yep. right? Yep. Like, Davion starts for De'Aaron Fox. He has a career high in points, plays really, really well. Uh, the Kings competed defensively. You know, the Suns only had 100 points with, like, three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter yep. of this game. And, and they're one of the best offensive teams in the league. Uh, they get DeAndre Ayton and JaVale McGee and Devin Booker to foul out yep. in the fourth quarter in overtime. Booker only has two points in overtime after or scoring 31 for the game and mm-hmm. 28 for the previous four quarters. Only two points in overtime. So they got almost every break they needed in this game. All five starters in double figures. They had production off the bench. They, they competed. They looked good. And they improved their draft odds, right? So, like, yeah. I don't know how you could have asked for a better situation here. Sure, we would love to see them win. But this was a fun game to watch. Uh, it was a very, like, high level of competition for two teams going in completely opposite directions at the end of the season, a mm-hmm. long, grueling season. Uh, so it, you have to be pleased with the way they played. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. If Sabonis is okay, which I hope and I think he will be, this is a win-win for Sacramento. You you yeah. took one of the best teams, if not the best team in the entire league, a team that was in the finals last year, to the wire – and, you know, it's crazy to think that this is only Sacramento's second overtime game of the entire season, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they won against the Lakers, and what was that, triple overtime? Triple overtime, yeah. Then they end up losing this game. This is only Phoenix's second overtime game of the season as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's kind of strange there. And these two teams played almost into overtime yeah. very early in the season if it wasn't for a Harrison Barnes game winner. Speaking of Harrison Barnes, he did bounce back tonight with 21 points. I was pretty disappointed in him in the last game. Zero points, uh, a big donut, and he seemed like he didn't want to be out there. He did not look like that tonight, not at all. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like a moral victory for the Kings, right? (laughs) We talk about this so much, uh, if there's a moral victory in the league or not. The Kings are not a good team right now. They have nine games left. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I say now because the Kings, I think, are out of it. Six of those teams are below 500. Yeah. So, you know, the Kings are probably going to win a couple more games here, and we'll look at draft positioning here in the second part of the show. Um, But they're pretty locked in there. They're not going to get any better. They could get worse in draft positioning if they do win some of these games. But back to your point, games like this are great for the Kings. Uh, gives them more experience, especially some of these younger guys. And, you know, we talk about all these players that are out. Like, people are going to say, oh, De'Aaron Fox was out in this game. Chris Paul was out, too. Yep. Uh, oh, Sabonis got injured late in the game. Aiton fouled out in this game. <laughs> Basically the same players, in my opinion. You know, like your point guard and your big man. You know, both mm-hmm. gone. This right here highlights the need for that third guy. Right. Like, oh, yeah. You saw absolutely. Devin Booker just go crazy tonight. 31 points, uh, a couple big shots there in, at the end of the fourth quarter. The Kings need to add one 
at least one more guy, but one more like star or star potential type player. One, I completely agree with you. I think that's a great point that you made too. Uh, you know, we're we've been in here arguing over who the best player on this team is for a couple of weeks now. It, it really doesn't matter because yep. you need more than one great player. You need more than two great players. Uh, you know, more often than not in this league nowadays. And you saw that with this Phoenix Suns team tonight. Mikael Bridges is a star. Like, he has star potential in this league. I, I don't know how many people really see him as that um, because he has been lucky enough to kind of come up and develop with this team that was on the rise what, right when he got drafted. But he was the, the difference maker for the Suns tonight. Mm-hmm. Booker, 31 points. You expect that from him. Aiton fouls out. You don't get his production. Chris Paul doesn't play. Mikael Bridges has 27 points. Guards Davion Mitchell in the clutch moments there down the stretch, fourth quarter and overtime. He can do it all. He really, really can. So yeah. that's the difference. You know, well, that's one of the differences between the better teams and the worst teams in this league. They've got that third option, that star quality player that can play, you know, like a number one option when your other two options are either out or not playing well. So you think Bridges is better than eight? Because I would call him the fourth I, option. I think Harrison Barnes and I think Mikhail Mikhail Bridges, Bridges are kind of right at that same I think Mikael Bridges spot. has made incredible improvements very recently, like within the last couple of years. He just signed that new mm-hmm. four-year, almost $100 million contract. The Suns might have actually gotten him on a bargain for that. Yeah. Because in my mind, this guy's a max contract player. Mm-hmm. He's a two-way player. He's one of the better, if not one of the top, like, ten defenders in the entire league. And he's young. He's young. Yep. He's a phenomenal shooter. Already was that coming in. Now he's a three-level scorer. He can get to the basket. He shoots free throws at a high clip, too. I, I just, yeah. Like, he, he is that dude for me. So they're lucky, yeah, <laughs> in my yeah. opinion, to have him. Good teams are very deep, and not just with a bunch of guys that can play. They need to have, like, three, four, five really, really solid guys that can step up and become a one or a two if one of these guys are out. And that's another thing that just Sacramento is missing at this point. And, Sass, I just want to mention, in overtime, Katie Christensen said that Sabonis was the Kings' second-best player. So, uh, I mean – it, like Calvin said, it doesn't really matter at this yeah, point. Man, but like, people I, are split. I'm not. I don't disagree with you that Sabonis is a good player, or better than a good player. Thirty, twenty, and five is phenomenal. That's one game, though. He's not going to average thirty and twenty for a season. Yeah, that'd be real and nice. It, you know, he does play well against good centers. He's one of the better centers in the NBA. Darren Fox is one of the better point guards in the NBA. I mean, he before coming into the season, I feel like most people would have put him right in the. 10, you know, yeah. 10, 11, 9 range of point guards in this league. It's a guard-driven league. The best players in this league are guards. Has been that way for an incredibly long time. Uh, so he just he's a tremendous player. They're both good. But like Barry just said, it's not about who is better for this team. It's about getting one more really good player so that the Kings can actually be a good team. And we don't have to just sit here and argue over, well, De'Aaron Fox is better, but the Kings still suck. Yeah, I think it doesn't matter who the best player is talent-wise, but somebody needs to emerge as the leader of this team. And that's still yet to be seen who that is. If that's Sabonis, if that's Fox, if that's one of these other guys that they potentially will bring in this offseason. But in my opinion, the Kings need one leader. And the leader doesn't always have to be their best player. So that's really uh, you know, the thing that I'm looking at here. Another depressing thing. No, we know fact. you're just being sassy. It's fine. <laughs> no, we we appreciate this. Like, you know, that's that's one of the things, um, not to get too off topic here, but it's one of the reasons Barry and I started this show. We, yeah. we wanted to have an open forum yeah. for everybody to talk about the Kings. Yeah, we want you to all have a voice. And on that topic, what's up, Sass? What's up, Mike? What's up, Ray? Welcome, welcome. I think I saw Makami in here uh, and a couple other people, Gotham. So thank you all for joining us here. Another depressing uh, fact here, Calvin. Kings 2-8 and eight in the last 10 games. This is uh, after they were supposed to go on a run and try and make the play-in. 2-8. Mm-hmm. and 2-8. Eight. And, eight. and we also got to see JaVale McGee tonight. We did. 
We got to see him foul out in this game. <laughs> we did. That dunk, that missed oh dunk my God. by Davion over JaVel McGee would have been probably one of the top dunks of the year. Yeah, if you had put we that got robbed. Down. We yeah. got robbed on yeah. that. And I think we've seen two of those this season by him where he goes hard to the basket and he ends up getting fouled. And he's just – he's not long enough yeah. to extend over those guys. I love I love it. Like, he's going to hit one of these. And oh, yeah, he'll get we're one We're going to lose it. He'll get one. We are going to absolutely lose it. All right, Calvin. Well, we got no keys to the game because uh, we didn't really expect the Kings to be in this game. <laughs> yeah, and traveling. <laughs> I didn't even watch the Milwaukee game because I was flying the whole time. And, yeah, it just – so let's jump here. Had to reset it. Let's jump here into your box score. Oh yeah, that's me, huh? That's, that's sorry, guys. You. I'm I'm rusty. <laughs> okay, looks good, Vinny. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I mean, it's all about Davion tonight. Twenty-eight points, career high, nine assists. I, I mean, he basically put up Fox's numbers, uh, you know, since the the trade deadline. And the big thing for him tonight: six of six at the free throw line. Yeah. Five turnovers, not good, but you know, forty-six minutes. I think has also got to be a career high for him. Uh, so the Kings got to be really thrilled aggressive. with that. They were very yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Like we mentioned, all the guys that fouled out, but just looking here, every single starter on this Kings roster had a free throw attempt. Yeah. Everybody that played for the Kings, That's except for one. Jeremy Lamb, had a free throw tonight. Yeah, That's huge. They, like I said at the top, they got a complete. Uh, performance from the roster tonight not having their stars hurt them you know ultimately but they they almost made up for the the fact that they didn't have fox or sabonis against the best team in the league because you get 26 combined points from uh divincenzo and damian jones off the bench you know even jeremy lamb and metu they were they were okay you know in the short amount of time they played but the starters were really really good barnes over 20 uh, Sabonis 18, 12, and 6 before he got hurt in 31 minutes. Uh, and then Trey Lyles, you know, has uh, been – he's been very consistent since he's been put in that starting four spot. We saw him have one huge game, mm -hmm. uh, but he's been consistently good, you know, around the 11, 12-point-per-game range a lot lately. Yeah, he's been very consistent. And, like, we saw a couple really great cuts from him tonight. Yes. Um, you know, he where does cut – yeah. move without the ball very very well and his for somebody that's uh you know i'm always amazed by watching these guys in the nba that aren't the quickest aren't the fastest but yet are really really good at getting by people and creating space mm -hmm. luka Doncic is that way uh james harden is that way I, they're in a different stratosphere than trey lyles is but i'm just saying like using pump fakes uh change of direction step back he has a really great like fake spin move, hesitate spin move, and then turn back the yep. other direction. It, it keeps guys off balance, and, and he's unpredictable. And it helps when you can hit the three ball. And they sure did today, 47% yeah. from the three-point line. Every single player the on the Kings roster that played tonight made a three. Yeah. When's the, the last time you could The problem was that? Phoenix also <laughs> shot over 40% from three. And, and Landry Shamit was a killer. Oh, yeah, and much better from the field. But just looking here, it's crazy. Metu, one for one for three-point range. Damian Jones, one for one. Jeremy yeah. Lamb hit a three. We saw DiVincenzo shoot 50% from three. Davion Mitchell, four threes tonight. You know, it, uh, that's wild. It is. I don't it, think it is. there's been another game this season where probably every not. player. I, that's, I'm willing to bet they didn't. This is the best they've shot from three <laughs> for the year. Maybe they had a 50 percent game from three, but yeah, it, it's definitely up there. And they hit their free throws too, and a lot of them. 30 of 36 at the free throw line is very very good. Yeah, what's up, Alex? We see you here. And Ray, other teams will be offering a trade for Fox. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in the next section. We just want to break down this game first, and then we're going to talk about uh, a bunch of other stuff. So back on the game, Calvin, you know, I, I thought the Kings played really well. They started out so well in this game, and they basically led through three quarters. I think the Suns took their first lead with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, the Kings were only up by 14 at one point. We've seen games where the Kings have you know, rocketed ahead to a 20, 25-point lead, and then they end up blowing it late in the game. They didn't do that in this game. They were only yep. up by 14, but they seemed to maintain control of this game until late when, as you mentioned, the Stars took over in Devin Booker. Yeah. And that's that's what he does, man. Like, the guy is – he's good. So you mentioned, you know, 
shooting numbers. I see the Suns shot 50% from the field tonight, only 43% for Sacramento. The Suns shot 43% from three-point range, mm -hmm. and the Kings shot 47. Anything else here that really stood out to you? I know the Kings got out-rebounded, uh, which you know I would expect with Sabonis coming out and having a guy like JaVel McGee out there too because yeah. that guy just grabs a ton of boards. Uh, paint points to me. I mean, the Kings have been in the top five or six in paint points all year long. And, yeah, you know, a lot of that is having De'Aaron Fox on the court. Uh, they didn't have him tonight. But Davion was still really good. Uh, but they they got killed in points and paint, 52 to 38. That's a pretty big disparity. The rebounding is pretty close. You know, it's not so bad, I would say. And the Kings ended up with 27 assists tonight, which is a really good number for them to have too. But, yeah, the not scoring in the paint. Yeah. It helps when you hit from three like they did tonight. Mm -hmm. that, that's why the game was close. And the Kings won the turnover battle. They did. 15 they to 18, did. I think. So, you know, when I was watching this game, I, I'm like, wow, Davion Mitchell is just playing incredible. Some of these shots that he's making, they're just like so smooth. He's played like this before this season. But it's not really consistent, right? It's kind of been up. It's kind of been down. I just want to hear from you, like, in these games that he really does play well offensively, like, what are the differences you're seeing? Because, you know, you, you could say it's shooting. He just shot well tonight, you know. But it, there seems to be in some nights where he's just on. In other nights, he's just not as aggressive or not looking to get his own shot. What's the difference for you? I think it's opportunity. I really do. He he really worked his way into, um, you know, being the I would that Baylor team had three really good options. So I would say maybe he's one A or one B mm -hmm. on that team. But he he earned the right to take to take shots. I I think he's a volume shooter. He shot it at a really high percentage, especially from three yeah. in college. But I feel like he needs more shot attempts for him to get into a rhythm. He's not one of those guys that just comes in off the bench and, and immediately ignites. You know, he, he has to get into the flow of a game. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that sounds like an argument for him to start, right? Yeah. W which I wouldn't I, – I don't think that would be the worst option at this point. And hopefully, you know, well, hopefully De'Aaron Fox is fine. But if he sits the rest of the season – and Davion has this opportunity, you know, that could really change things for what the Kings look for in the backcourt going into next season. Yeah. Um, but, but I also think it, it just takes time, you know, like in sports today and in society, really, it, it's all about instant gratification, right? That's what everybody wants now. Mm -hmm. But it, it takes time for these guys to develop into real, real good players and work well with the other players on their team, you know, into a new system. You can say the same thing about DiVincenzo. Uh, I think people overreact, and I'm I'm definitely guilty of this too, but we all overreact, you know, too quickly in, in oh, short yeah. spurts. Oh, yeah. We, we need to see more of a, a full body of work. And for some people, that's an entire season. For some people, it's more than a season. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if you're a rookie like Davion is. There are very few people that come into the league from day one and don't ever have a decline or a drop-off in their production. Yeah, and they're called LeBron James. Yeah. Um, do you think he had any ad added motivation from that Baylor loss? <laughs> because they uh, were talking maybe. about... I think he had more motivation knowing he's going... He, Chris Paul is one of Davion's uh, like main, main yeah. men. A guy, a guy he goes to for advice, mm -hmm. his mentor or whatever. So I, I think anytime, even though Chris Paul wasn't playing, you know Chris Paul's watching this game, that's probably more... Oh yeah, motivation. Oh yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was there. Yeah, and and Sass, I love that. I I want us to get like a Vinny. Let's put a hologram up here, some that says that statement. There's only two people in this world I trust: <laughs> God and Harrison Barnes. We'll see if Harrison Barnes is on the Kings next season. <laughs> and speaking of which, you know, you you mentioned Davion could potentially start through the remainder of this season if Fox is out. For me, I see that as a positive for Davion in terms of him getting run in, uh, getting more shots, getting more comfortable. But he could also increase his trade value for this offseason. You know, Monty yeah. suggested yeah, in his press conference true. right after the trade deadline that he was going to be aggressive this offseason. He was going to use the pick and he was going to try and trade uh, to bring in another big player. 
We saw what happened when Fox was out and Halliburton was playing, played well. He ends up getting traded for an all-star in Sabonis. That's true. So, you know, if Davion Mitchell ends up playing really well here, not that I want him to get traded. I just want the Kings team to improve. But, you know, Monty could have another trade chip going into the offseason. He could have Davion Mitchell, Rashawn Holmes, and that first-round pick, you know, depending on where that ends up. But uh, just another thing to think about there. You know, we all, I think not all of us, but a lot of us feel like, Davion Mitchell's here to stay on the Kings, and he's either going to be starting shooting guard or he's going to be the backup point guard, kind of the Isaiah Thomas role for the Kings moving forward. But Monty McNair has made it pretty clear that nobody's off the table in trade talks, and he's going to do whatever he can to improve this roster. You started the show out tonight saying people go two ways on on Davion Mitchell, right? that's the (laughs) only thing I see. I don't see anyone saying, oh, you know, Davion's like, all right, he could develop he's into a, well. Yeah, he's progressing yeah. well. He could be a good player next year. It's either he's a superstar or he's a scrub. <laughs> so hopefully he uh, trends towards that superstar status yeah. through the rest of the season, and maybe that opens up some more options I, for Sacramento. I, really, I love Davion Mitchell's game. I, I do think that he's going to be a really productive player in this yeah. league for a long time. The only thing I worry about – for his situation with the Kings is if they're committed to De'Aaron Fox, it's the same thing that we saw with him in Halliburton. Davion's not a shooting guard. Yeah, He is really, really good with the ball in his hands and creating his own shot. He He's never been in many situations where he's had to be a catch-and-shoot guy off the pass. Mm-hmm. So he would have to make some pretty big improvements in that area for him to be able to start long-term or full-time yeah. next to Fox. And, you know, the old adage, size matters. Size does matter. You know, we saw Davion Mitchell guard Devin Booker at the end of the game perfectly. Yeah. And Devin Booker just shoots right over him and makes it. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's not a knock on Davion at all because, you know, if you ever listen to us in the past, we talk about how, you know, size is so important in basketball. But if you don't have the size, you have to make up for it in other things like skill, determination, uh, effort, energy, stuff like that. So Davion's got plenty of all those other things. And then again, you saw it from the other side of the coin where the Suns have the luxury of being able to switch size onto your best player. Mikhail Bridges, who's I mean, that dude's got the wingspan of like a pterodactyl (laughs) and he's out there guarding Davion Mitchell, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think that, you know, Ben Simmons, and I know I'm saying the bad word again, but why that guy can I wa- be... I was wondering if we were going to talk about him. <laughs> where he can be girl. an absolute nightmare defensively, right? Like yeah. guarding point yeah. cards because he's just so big. He's huge. And, you know, I know Michael Carter-Williams, I don't even know what that guy's doing anymore, um, but I was a Good huge question, Michael Carter-Williams fan when he got drafted by the Sixers. I love the size, the length at the mm-hmm. point guard position. Another reason I like Tyrese Halliburton is because he's very, very big and lengthy at that position, and it does help you as you progress in your game and you just have those natural attributes that can't be learned. Uh, but I, I think Davion Mitchell has a bright future. I, I agree with you. I was just talking on the fact that if, if he does play really well, Maybe it opens up more options for no, Sacramento. It's true. Moving it, on it's very true. It's, into the offseason. It's a puzzle. It's a, a difficult puzzle to put All together. right. So we talked about Harrison Barnes bouncing back in this game. You know, an awesome game by Trey Lyles. You know, Justin Holliday is playing much better. Um, Davion Mitchell. We saw DiVincenzo play a little bit better tonight. Yeah. 13 Damian points Jones for him. Damian Jones was great. Yeah. Tonight as well. Really, really good. I, the Kings better hang on to him. Yeah, I like him a lot. And he's an unrestricted free agent, so yeah. they need to make a move if they do want to keep him. But, yeah, 13 points, seven rebounds, uh, an assist, two steals, a block. He did everything tonight in very limited action in 22 minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's just the confidence on the court. He seems to always be in the right spot. So I, I like him a lot. But back on to, uh, you know, Dante DiVincenzo. They were talking a little bit about his ankle surgery, right, during the game tonight. And they were like, he was supposed to be out an entire year with that ankle surgery. And he got it last March. So he wasn't even supposed to return to basketball until this month. 
which is pretty incredible because he's played this season quite a few games. You know, a lot of people would say he hasn't played that well this season, but he's played 32 games this season, averaging, you know, about 22 minutes a game. The shooting numbers are not there, but like I said, effort, energy, enthusiasm yeah. are all out there. And I just expect this guy to get better and better as he regains oh, yeah. confidence, I, I think health, he comes all out that. of the gates firing next year after a full off season. Um, had an opportunity to play with a lot of these guys already, you know, to, to finish out this year. I think he's going to look very good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you guys here in the chat. Even though in a loss... I'm happy with the effort by the Kings tonight. And as Calvin mentioned early on, this is if Sabonis is okay, which we do think he will be, this is the best case scenario for the Kings because they just took the best team in the league to the wire and they didn't hurt their draft positioning at all. <laughs> and now you have a, an easy slam dunk reason to sit these guys yeah. the rest of the way and not have it look like a bad thing. You yeah. know, it, it's the season's over. Like, it is. <laughs> Watching the Sabonis injury tonight, I was like, this is exactly why this guy should not be playing yeah. for the rest of the season. I don't care if you want to get chemistry, all this stuff. It doesn't matter how good your chemistry is if your player tears his ACL and he misses next season. So yeah, that's very true. I, I mean, there's you can look at that a ton of different ways. Like, you know, an injury can happen at any time. A an injury can happen when these guys aren't even playing. Like... That's true. It, it's who was that dude on the Blazers that like fell in I've the never shower? Really, yeah. Pris Bella. Oh no, uh, Joel Pris Bella. John Wall. Oh yeah, John Wall too. Recovering from yeah an Achilles or an ACL, I forget which one. Yeah. Falls down the stairs. Yeah, of tears, his house. His, tears his Achilles. Yeah, I think. and does the other one. That's an incredibly unfortunate. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Anthony, but yeah, it's, why are you it's angry? Tough. Why are you angry? You know the you expected the Kings to win this game. I mean. Well, you know, I, I think Kings fans have a right to be angry. Like, it's been a long time since they were good, and, and you're just tired, you, angry, frustrated, sad, you know, all, all of the above. Like, you you're just tired angry, of losing. You could be angry a month ago. At this point, I feel like all the anger is gone. It, it's sadness at this point, right? The anger yeah. is gone. Like you, you, like are you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You see, yeah, you see the writing on the wall. That could be some effects from Vegas lingering for you, uh -oh, Calvin. Dennis, do we have to get you one of those like shower caddy things? He needs those guys. mats yeah. that stick to oh, the bottom yeah, yeah. in the hotels. Be careful, man! Don't drop the soap. Um, wonder did Milwaukee bring back DiVincenzo early just to trade him? I mean, it's possible. I don't think that uh, that was really Milwaukee's like ultimate decision, they're not going to put him out there if he doesn't want to play. And uh, I think players do want to play, especially a guy like DiVincenzo, who's just got so much energy. It probably kills him sitting on the bench or sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. So, and, and you also got to think from, from Milwaukee's perspective, when you're that good and you have that much money committed to, you know, multiple players, 
Yep. You have to make tough decisions for the rest of your roster just to balance out the salary cap yep. at the end of the day. Yeah, and you and you just won a championship. You're trying to compete for another championship. You don't have time for guys to heal from an ankle injury and get their rhythm back. You're in win-now mode, like, hey, we need to move this guy and, and get something that's going to contribute right now. Yeah. Because the playoffs start for them in just a couple weeks, and uh, the Kings don't have that luxury, or they do have that luxury, depending on how you want to look at it, because uh, they're going to have an – no seventh period for Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, no, no, re- a lot of recess though. <laughs> All right, Calvin, I'm done talking about this game. Anything <laughs> else you want to mention before we move on here? Uh, well, Priest has a question here. He wants to know. I guess we can go into the next segment with this one. Will the Kings trade their pick and for who? Oh yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that here. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break here, and when we return, we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into your Sacramento Kings with Around the Crown. Welcome back. This is Around the Crown. We're talking all things Sacramento Kings and beyond. Join the Royal Family by hitting that subscribe button. And while you're down there, you might as well hit that like button. All right, Calvin, we are answering questions here. Sass, we need to trade for Buddy Heald. Uh, I love this chat sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's I awesome. mean, trade what for him? I don't, of, I don't think that's serious. <laughs> bag of chips. Sass is the biggest Buddy Heald hater on the planet. <laughs> He's sassy, or she, right? I don't know. All right, Priest, so question for you guys. Who do you think that the Kings will trade their first pick for and who? I'll let you take this one first, Cal. Um, yeah, I still have this the same answer to this question. I expect them to try to move the pick. Whether, whether it happens or not, that still remains to be seen. But I expect them to try to move the pick pretty much no matter where they end up. I mean, even if they get the number one overall pick, I still expect them to try to move it. The million-dollar question, or maybe the $100 million question, is for who? I I, I don't know. I, I expect it to be... And I expect it to be an all-star, all-star level player that plays either shooting guard or power forward. I hope it's a $100 million question because that means we're getting a max <laughs> yeah. player, which, yeah. you know... Uh, is better than Buddy Heald, as Sass would love to have back. Um, yeah, I agree with Calvin. I think the pick will be traded. As I mentioned in the previous section, it depends on how well Davion Mitchell plays through the rest of the season. Uh, depends on how much interest teams have in Rashawn Holmes coming the offseason or, or potentially Harrison Barnes. I think that all three of those guys are probably going to be wrapped up in the pick, maybe one or two, maybe even all three of those guys to trade up and get another player. But as Calvin mentioned, that is a huge question, and we have no idea at this point. You know, I, I could give you a laundry list of guys that I would love to have on this team, like Bradley yeah. Beal. You know, I, I would love to take a, a yeah, st- stab at um, DeAndre Ayton. Right, right. Um, that's you know, the easy part, though, right? Like yeah. it's for, for us who watch this team all the time, we know what areas they need to improve on. We, we know what players we would like to have. So, yeah, we, we want this guy. We want this guy. But it, it's there's so much more that has to happen for those deals to actually yeah. get completed. The thing for me, though, is, you know, if the Kings do get a top three pick or potentially pick number one, I could see the Kings holding on to the number one pick if a guy like Bradley Beal is not available. Right. Like if you're three, four, five, six. I see you trying to make a move to trade that to try and get another good player. Uh, you know, even if it's not a superstar, maybe a guy with really high upside or somebody who you feel fits very well on this team. But if it's the number one pick, I don't see them moving number one overall unless you're getting, you know, an absolute stud like Bradley Beal, a Brandon Ingram, a Pascal Siakam, you know, a guy like that. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. I think I agree with what you're trying to say. You're, you're saying they will. Their first option is to trade the pick, even if it's number one. Yeah. But if they don't get one of those guys in return, they won't do it. If they have the number one or number two yeah. pick, if they have lower than that, I expect them a hundred percent to trade the, the pick. The only thing I'll say about that is I I still think guys like John Collins potentially who 
are in that kind of in-between phase of do we call him a star in the league or is he still mm-hmm. a budding star or, or whatever the case may be. He's not a, a certified star like Bradley Beal is. Um, in my opinion, getting John Collins it w- is better than using the number one pick on somebody like Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith. Interesting. John Collins is better right now than either of those guys are. And I think we've heard it from Monty. This is all about the, the Kings haven't been a winning team for a long time. But yeah. this this trade deadline and this offseason is about making them a winning team. Is is John Collins better than Harrison Barnes and Chet Holmgren? Because that's the thing, is if you keep the number one overall pick, you're paying that guy, what, 12, 14, 15 million, something like that. But if you're trading for a guy like John Collins, who might not quite be at that level, but he's mm-hmm. still at that level financially. So you would have to give up a guy like Harrison Barnes and the pick to make it work out. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm still hoping for a deal that doesn't involve Harrison Barnes. Okay. Uh, it, you know, and, and that's, that's hard to... Um, to theorize like so many what deal would pieces. be uh, you know available to make. Yeah. Yep. My first option is to keep Harrison Barnes. I, if I have to get rid of him, I think you're right. That's for specifically a guy like John Collins, that would be something I'd have to mull over. Yeah. I think I'd be willing to do that for maybe pick four through six. Yeah. But if it's any higher than that, I'm probably not gonna trade that for uh, you know, Collins, unless it's maybe like a three-team deal and we can just send out some other players, hopefully keep a guy like Harrison Barnes. But I don't even know if that's possible. You know, we talked about the Kings have about $20 million in cap space this offseason. If they're going to want to bring back a guy like Damian Jones, they're going to have to pay him. Uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of different ways that this offseason could go. Yeah. But the draft lottery is going to be a very, very important day for us here in Sacramento. And we're going to do a draft lottery party, so hopefully you guys tune in for that. We will do it live, and we will uh, we will react live to the selections. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I, Sass, I really like Jabari and Chet Homer. I like Jabari Smith's fit on this team better than Chet. I, I think Jabari will be better in the NBA quicker than Chet because yeah. his body just is a long – anybody who watched that game against Memphis in the tournament – Mm-hmm. Chet still played well, but dealing with that guy Duran on the low block from Memphis, that's what everyday life is going to be like for yep. him in the NBA. And he needs time to, to get himself physically and mentally ready for that uh, day in and day out. I still like him as a player, but uh, and, and I do think that they fit the team team well. However, taking one of those guys means... You're kicking the can down the road another year. Yeah, you're just delaying everything a little bit longer. Yep. So it, that's a tough thing to grapple with though right because if either one of these guys ends up being a perennial all-star yep you maybe wait a year or two before you get good but then you're good for a long time yeah yeah it's really going to come down to ownership management how patient they're willing to be because and i actually still really like boncaro yeah on this team right away yep better than either one of these guys from but any of these guys getting drafted in the first round here is not going to be the same player year one as they could be in year two, three, four. We see it with Anthony Edwards. Like, this dude is a completely different player. Man, the Timberwolves are hot. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. They're, they're number one team in the league in scoring all of a sudden. It's crazy. And Carl Anthony Towns is playing out of his mind. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play them in the first round, that's for sure. All right, Calvin, I want to talk a little bit about DeAndre Ayton here. You know, we saw him play in the game tonight. He fouled out. I think he only had like 10 points or something. Didn't play incredible. Um, but he's a re- he's not a restricted free agent this offseason. No, he is a restricted free agent. Yes. But hasn't signed a contract extension with the Suns. So the Suns yes. could match any deal. Um, but we don't know if they're going to have space or if they're willing to. You know, we saw them re-sign Chris Paul to like some massive deal with a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Aiton? Do you think he could fit on this Kings roster next to a guy like Sabonis? Uh, you know, would you be willing to give him a max contract? And is it worth giving up guys like Harrison Barnes and potentially your draft pick to get him? This is a tough one for me because I, I love DeAndre Aiton. I loved him, as you know, coming out of college. Mm-hmm. I was all in on him for the first pick, even 
with Luca and all the other great players that were in that draft class out there. That the guy is he's a stud. Sometimes he looks like Patrick Ewing out there, and other times he. I, I think he plays like Hakeem actually yeah. more than Patrick Ewing. Uh, the he's a he's a really good player, and, and he's going to be a really good player for a long time. I would love to have him on my team. I still am iffy about playing two guys alongside each other that both are interior players, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Sabonis and Aiden. I, I mean, that that's a great one-two punch in the low post. You know, it, I think it's already up there with the top duos, you know, post duos in the league if you get those two guys. The but rebounding it, would be incredible. It takes, it, it's going to force the Kings to use Sabonis in a way where he'll still be good, but he won't be 30, 20, and 5 good because he's going to be playing away from the basket. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking here at his stats, you know, for the for the season. 17 points, uh, 10 rebounds a game. He's shooting almost 65% from the field. And I will say, I don't think the Kings really have much of a chance at Aiden. I, I mean, even if the, the Suns somehow let him slip out of their hands, yeah, it, he's going to wind up on a team that can afford to pay him a shit ton of money. I think the Kings can afford, but I don't know if he'd be the Sacramento's first choice. I see him as kind of like a yeah. backup plan, if that's even possible. Um, you know, but you yeah, mentioned if you're DeAndre Ayton, do you want to go from the Suns, who are the best yeah. team in the best division in the NBA, to the Kings, who right now are the worst team <laughs> or the worst team in that division? It's tough. Clearly, Every player like, has their own motivation. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, you you see these guys and they have like a career to trajectory, right, that changes based on how old they are uh, and how much money they can get. You know, like maybe at this stage in his career, he's like, okay, I've been to the finals. I haven't won a championship, but now I need to get paid, make sure my family is is good, and then I'll figure out the competing. We saw Trevor Ariza won a championship with Kobe Bryant and the Lakers ends up leaving to go to, I think he went to like Houston or somebody, yeah. got paid a ton of money to play on a horrible team, but financial security was most important for him. Um, and, you know, everybody's different. So Yeah, yeah that's true. We, we will see what happens. Alex likes um, Kuzma. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. I think Monty I think likes Kuzma are, also. There are better players that might be achievable than that, but – you could do a lot worse than Kyle Kuzma, I think. Oh, I gotta see what Kyle Kuzma's stats are on the season because I haven't really been following him. And guys, stats he's aren't been, everything. He's but been up and down. He's had a good year overall for them. Seventeen and five, shooting thirty four percent from three. Yeah. That's the important thing, right? Is that's what you want. You want a guy that can step right. outside and give Sabonis some room. You also have to take into account. I don't know how many three point attempts he's averaging per game this year, but the the Wizards have had. A ton of injuries. Uh, they've traded a bunch of players this year. Almost six. They've been almost. That's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, that's my point. Like he Kuzma has been put into a position this year that he's never had to to play in before in the NBA. He's been the go to guy. Sometimes he's been the only guy out there on the court because they've had you know guys hurt uh, and they traded away Dinwiddie and and stuff like that. So. I think he's played he's performed well in a in uncharted yeah. territory for him, you know. Dennis, are you saying you would rather have Kuzma and Montrez Harrell instead of Sabonis? Because, you know, I think a lot of us wanted that trade to go through for Buddy yeah. Heald, but uh, it's a tough thing to say cuz if that deal does go through, you know, how good would the Kings have been at the trade deadline? Yeah. I think yeah, that this the one thing for me about that deal is that deal, I think, would have put De'Aaron Fox in a better mental position earlier on in the season. Yeah. Um, because that seemed to be the main difference for me in the Sabonis trade is, oh, yeah, you get an all-star, a great player in Sabonis, but De'Aaron Fox is the guy that really changed, right? Like, he put it into overdrive. Like, if you look at his stats for January, February, March, like, he's an all-star. Yeah, But he didn't play like that at the beginning of the season. It's hard when your running mate in Buddy Heald doesn't care. (laughs) It's true. I mean, he did really start to play better before the trade deadline. But obviously, after the trade deadline is when he really took it to another level. 
No, no, no. Was Tyrese for Sabonis a clean swap, though? I mean, you'd have to throw some salary in there, so it'd probably have to be Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, Harrison Barnes and Tyrese Halliburton for Sabonis? I'd probably do that if I was Sacramento. But I really like Tyrese a lot. I'm still bummed on that. Even though we got a good player. And it was a good trade for Sacramento. I'm still bummed because yeah. I like Tyrese. But I've been looking at his stats lately. He hasn't been playing uh, uh, him, but he healed 20 and the 10 The Pacers guy. won by like 30 today. But yeah. him, him and Heald he only combined for 19 seven. points today. Yeah, I think he had yeah. 10 and 7. And the Pacers, Part of that is because they didn't play in the fourth quarter. But. Yeah, and the Pacers are officially uh, out of it. They, they've been eliminated. So the Kings are still in it, guys. Yeah, I think we could say the Kings won the trade because they're still in the playoff picture. I'm just kidding. I hope you know that. All right. So, Calvin, we heard this week that Rashawn Holmes is out for the rest of the season. Your prediction was two games off, maybe? I know. Well, the only reason he played in that game was because Sabonis got suspended. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, my prediction was spot on. But he's out due to personal reasons, whatever that might be. The interesting thing that I saw was the quote from Monty McNair and the team that they released afterwards saying that Rashawn Holmes is an incredible player. Uh, you know, we love him here in Sacramento. We can't wait to have him back next season. We think he's an important part of this team. That kind of blew me away. Um, but then on the same note, Said all the what same else is he going to say? Yeah. What else like, is he going to yeah. say? Is he going to say, yeah. oh, we're just sitting home so that he doesn't get hurt and we could trade him in the offseason? That's a of fine. <laughs> and, and then when, if they do trade him in the offseason, they'll just say the same thing. Rashawn is an incredible player. We loved having him here in yeah. Sacramento. We got presented with an offer that we couldn't refuse. We wish him the best. Yep. You know, that's, that's how it goes in this business. Yeah, Daryl Morey needs to take notes here. This is how to not hurt your players' uh, trade value. <laughs> I don't think that was all Daryl Morey's fault, but all right, who's ready to fire up the trade machine here? Or sorry, tankathon machine. I was gonna say the trade not, machine. Not the trade machine. The, Vinny, the can way you, uh, too early trade machine. There we go. All right, so we're just gonna update this here real quick. As you can see, Tankathon, my second favorite website, other than RoyalRebounds.com, where you guys can get all your favorite Kings <laughs> gear or Royal Rebounds gear. All right, so looking here at the standings, Houston, worst team in the league at this point. Kings have two yes. games left against Houston, but they're not locked uh, with the best odds to get the number one pick yet. I mean, there's no, three it's, teams it's a bitter that have race that, there to the finish. They're here. all moving in here. Orlando won today, which was really surprising. I know they beat the Thunder. Then you have Detroit, Oklahoma City are both locked in at three and four. Sacramento and Indiana can swap but it doesn't look like sacramento is going to get any better than portland or worse than portland however you want to look at it here so you just look here at the percentages currently sacramento has a 10.5 percent chance at the number one overall pick which uh, according to my calculations is 1.3 percent higher than two weeks ago on the royal report uh and they have a a business major folks (laughs) they have a 42.1 percent chance at a top four pick so odds are, Calvin, they're out of the top four. Yes. I, I mean, we kind of expected that, or, or we've been, at least I've been in that mindset, you know, for a while now. Uh, I'm yeah. n- I was never really expecting them to jump into the top three or four. Oh, um, it's, it's funny here. They I'm tried looking. to. They gave it a good, yeah. good effort, good run. Then you but. can change it back. Sorry. Um, I was just looking here. I was like, the Kings only have a 34.2% win percentage on the season. And I was like, don't they shoot from three better than that? That would be pretty <laughs> surprising if, if they make threes at a higher clip than they win games. Yeah, there's probably a number of teams that have that stat. All right, let's send the lottery here and uh, take a look. Can you throw me back up on screen, Vinny? There we go. All right, so in this simulation, Sacramento moves up to pick number two. can take a look here at the mock draft. You guys hey, know all these names go. already. Oh, this oh, one they, had them they at don't five. Look number two. There here we go. go, number one. Number one. Chet Holmgren, right, seven-footer, right. freshman from Gonzaga. You run it again. 
They drop all the way down to seven. Keegan Murray. I, I know a bunch of you guys are big Murray fans. I like Keegan Murray a lot. If the, if they you know fall to seven and still end up with a guy like him, that, that would be a huge win in my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to hit it one more time here just to show you guys that it's all over the board. The Kings could be with the first pick. They could be all the way down at the seventh pick. So that's why it's so hard for us to do kind of mock drafts at this point. Um, we're really going to know a lot more when the draft lottery happens. But it, it's still fun to look at. I, I enjoy looking at all this and, and seeing where these players move along. Is there anybody, Calvin, um, you know, that you thought has really improved their draft stock here in the tournament so far? Um, well, I, I thought that about Keegan Murray after the Big Ten tournament because Iowa went on a real good run and mm -hmm. won the, the tournament. And then they ended up getting bounced in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I still think that he showed enough in tournament play, whether it was conference tournament or NCAA tournament, to go along with his whole season resume uh, to say that he's he should be moving up on people's draft boards. You know, I, I've seen over the course of the year a lot of people having A.J. Griffin rated above him. I disagree with that entirely. I, I like A.J. Griffin, uh, but he's a, a specialist. Keegan Murray is more of an all-around player in my yeah. opinion I, th I think he's going to be a better pro um and, and the draft is all about potential yeah right? it, there are, have been a ton of upsets in this tournament so a lot of guys that will be rising on draft board are names that you're never going to see in this list because yeah. a lot of these guys weren't were unknown names you know at one point so yep what's up key kings good to see you here jeff the lefty welcome welcome I All will right. give a shout-out to uh, my boy Hunter Dickinson at Michigan. Okay. Another seven-footer. Nobody really has him very high on their draft board, uh, but he's a very skilled big post-up big man, a good passing big man as well. I don't expect the Kings to take a run at drafting him. but Where do you think he'll land here in the draft? Hunter Dickinson? Yeah. It's a good question. Uh, if Michigan continues to win and you know somehow makes a Final Four – and he's putting up big numbers, I think he could easily crack the top 20, top, top 15. Okay. Yeah, I don't even see him here on this mock draft right now. But that just goes to show how wild this is and how much things can change and move around because, uh, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here. How did Johnny Davis do against Iowa State today? Not very well. He got hurt. Ouch. Sprained his ankle, I believe. Ouch, that's not good. And for everyone that's just joining in, uh, DeMontis Sabonis injured his left knee today and is uh, undergoing an MRI tomorrow, so we should have more information. Does, does anybody know, did Arizona lose? Is Mike still watching? I don't know. They were my pick for the national championship, so. Oh, wow. All and right, the last Calvin. time I picked them to win it all was DeAndre Ayton's freshman year at Arizona. They lost to Buffalo in the first round. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I guess I shouldn't pick them to win anymore. <laughs> All right, guys, it's break time again. But when we come back, we're going to take a look at the Kings next week of basketball action with Kings Crusade. Welcome to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. The Kings continue their crusade uh, towards the draft lottery. Next up is Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and the Indiana Pacers. If you're a Kings fan, make sure you hit that like button down below, and please consider subscribing to the channel. We would greatly appreciate it. So, Calvin, nine games left in the season here for Sacramento. As I mentioned, six of those are against teams that are below 500, including uh, the Pelicans, the Pacers, the Rockets. Next up is the Pacers. We're going to see them on Wednesday. Uh, this is the first game of a five-game road trip, so the Kings will be in Indiana. The Pacers have already been eliminated from playoff contention. Most Kings fans feel that the Kings have already been eliminated from playoff contention. I, I'm amazed they haven't, actually. <laughs> but I want to hear your keys to the game. Uh, I mean, so we, we'll keep this simple, right? Like, the, the Kings are out of it. The Pacers are out of it. Uh, there, there's no way that either of these teams can really help themselves with a win. But you play to win the game, right? So I, I'm going to go into this assuming or or guessing, I, I guess I should say, 
that De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis will not play in this game. Okay. That's a good assumption. So number one key for me is Davion shutting down Tyrese Halliburton. Davion has a lot of success in college against Tyrese. They played in the, in the mm-hmm. Big 12 together, played yep. a bunch of games against each other. Davion guarded him really, 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 really well. And Tyrese was quoted when he got to sa- or when Davion got to Sacramento, saying, "I'm really glad I don't have to play against this guy anymore." So that could be a, a big, big matchup right there for the Kings. Number two is going to be rebounding. Sacramento's 24th in the league in rebounds. Uh, Indiana is 13th in the league in rebounds, despite losing Sabonis. They're still a an above average rebounding team. And then number three is going to be bench points for me. If Davion and or sorry, if De'Aaron and uh, DeMontis are going to sit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that means you get some of your bench players into the starting lineup, guys like Damian Mitchell, maybe Damian Jones. So now you need the guys below them to step up. Will we see Keita in this game? Interesting. Uh, yep. Stuff like that. Metu might have to play big, you know, step up and play bigger minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all important keys to the game. I'm going to throw a couple more out here, too, uh, you know, because. A win is not the most important part of this game, right? We all want to see, you know, Tyrese Halliburton lose to the Kings. I, I think we can all agree <laughs> to that. Uh, and especially Buddy Heald if you're sass. <laughs> yeah. But for me, number one, don't worry about the score in this game. Play freely. Communicate with your teammates. Let's not get any injuries here. Let's try and develop some chemistry and let's communicate and uh, get some of these young guys minutes. Like that's just straight up. What needs to happen in this game? I don't expect Fox or Sabonis to play in this game, and I hope neither of them play in this game um, because I, I don't want to risk any injuries. As I mentioned, there's only nine games left to finish the season here. The Kings would need to go on basically a seven or eight game winning streak, and the Lakers would need to lose seven or eight games for the Kings to make the plan. So, it's it's very unlikely, but it's not impossible. Uh, as long as LeBron you know? doesn't score fifty points a game for those seven games, yeah, maybe the Lakers will it's, lose them. All. It's not impossible, but it's not very likely. You know, as I mentioned, you have five of the next games are on the road, and then you finish up, you know, against the Clippers um, and Phoenix to end the season. Plus, you have game against New Orleans, who just beat the Kings not too long ago, and Golden State, who is without Steph Curry. So, you know, there is some potential here, but it's not something that I'd bet on if I was playing roulette. So, (laughs) no, definitely. Or I probably would bet on it. Even if I had better odds than roulette, I still still wouldn't bet on it. Um, Also, I do want to just get this in real quickly. We got to give a shout out to LeBron James passing Carl Malone earlier this week, number two all time in scoring. Next year, we will be doing the same thing when he becomes the all time leading scorer in the NBA. Oh, you're calling it next year, huh? Oh, yeah. He okay. only he only needs I forget exactly what the number is, but it's like a little over a thousand points. Yeah, to pass him, and he's averaged that at least that many points almost every year he's played in the NBA. He needs twenty five points a game for forty games. So as long as he plays LeBron. half That's the guaranteed. season, yeah, twenty five seven and seven guaranteed. I also want to give a shout out to two people here, Skip and Fred. Uh, I'm bummed I missed you guys in Sacramento. Unfortunately, uh, you know, we got stuck in Vegas a little longer than planned, and then we had some uh, flight delays yesterday, so I wasn't able to make the Celtics game or the Arco uh, farewell, which I was pretty bummed about. I had a lot of friends sending me pictures of some cool stuff they won there. They were giving away a ton of, uh, you know, memorabilia. Uh, Matt Hadley uh, sent me some pictures, too. Yeah, it was shout-out to Royal Princess Brenda, our friend on Instagram. I was watching her story from the farewell and it looked really cool yeah they had some some really neat stuff in there yeah so anyways um thank you guys so much for watching we will see you all on wednesday after the pacers game you guys have a wonderful evening make sure to smash up that like button hit that subscribe button uh we'll see you guys in the next one go kings Yeah, they beat Michigan State today.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.